0: Hi there, and welcome to the Pursuit of Wholeness podcast. My name is Sally Twelman, and I am obsessed with all things wellness, the basics like food, nutrition, and fitness, and all the other things that help us feel well and be our best, like mind-body medicine, meditation, breath work, mindfulness, thought work, and some more tangible things, like finding balance and creating better habits, and figuring out how to do all the things so that we can feel our best as women, as mothers, and as multifaceted humans. Believe me, I understand this balancing act because in addition to being a dietitian and an integrative wellness coach, I am also a mom of three busy kids. I'm just trying to do my best every day, but I'm super excited you're here As I share my knowledge and experience, and as we seek and learn together how to feel well, be healthy, and live a fulfilling life in our own pursuit of wholeness. Let's get started. This episode is brought to you by my 30 day reset. My 30-Day Reset is a comprehensive wellness program that walks you through 30 days of really being able to reset your diet, reset your health, and reset your habits to help you create a really strong foundation so you can begin making the health changes and transformations that you are looking throughout the 30 days you get daily prompts and daily modules about different aspects of transforming your health your exercise and your mindset you can find my 30day reset on my website at sauna nutrition com backslash 30day reset. I know you will find it really transformative and really fun. So check it out. And now on with the show. Hi, my friends, and welcome to another episode. I am so excited you're here. So today I want to talk about emotional eating. I feel like I speak about emotional eating in some way, shape, or form, really pretty much every with every one of my coaching clients for sure, and in most of our coaching calls. I really feel like emotional eating is one of the biggest things that really gets in the way of people making consistent change and taking consistent action. This emotional eating cycle where people have the best intentions, they do really well for a few days and then kind of quote unquote fall off the wagon really makes people feel like a failure. It And it digs them deeper into that dieting cycle. And so it's really important to really understand emotional eating and also to figure out what are your particular triggers and how to liberate yourself from that. This episode is called Freedom from Emotional Eating. And (laughs) because I feel like it feels like a trap. People who are really trapped in that emotional eating cycle, it frankly, it sucks. And this is something that that I have struggled with for a really long time is that it just, it makes you feel bad about your progress, about yourself. And until we gain a deeper understanding of what we're going through and how we engage with food, we will never find that freedom. So first I want to talk about what is emotional eating? So really how emotional eating is defined, emotional eating is just any time that we eat for some reason that is not you're hungry. And this is actually very normal. So many of us do eat for reasons that are are other than being hungry. Like say we're at a birthday party and we have We've already had lunch, but we want to have cake. Or we're out with friends, and yeah, I'll get nachos, even though we have already had the full meal. And that is normal, especially in a world where we're surrounded by food, we're surrounded by really yummy food. Where it becomes a problem is when we begin to emotionally eat or eat to modify our feelings. And those feelings could be good, bad. They could just be big feelings. And things like binge eating are just extreme versions of emotional eating. There is also mindless eating. And so mindless eating, this is really where we are grazing or we are hungry. So we eat a whole meal's worth of snacks while we're making dinner. This is really when we eat when we're not really being aware of what we're doing, there's lots of overlap between mindless eating and emotional eating, but we can mindlessly eat without having that strong emotional drive to eat. But really often there is a big overlap between mindless eating and emotional eating where we are feeling some sort of way. And so then we begin eating and overeating as a conscious or very often unconscious response to the feelings that we're having. And so we turn to food to modify those feelings. So why do we turn to food to modify those feelings? Well, this is very instinctual we have developed as humans to have a certain response to what we're eating so that we become food seekers so that we are we used to go out and search for food so there are research studies where they will have mice that that have been genetically altered to not have some of the neurotransmitters like dopamine to see what happens with them And what will happen is that they will literally starve to death because they don't have that dopamine drive to seek out food. So they will just be very, I guess I could call it apathetic and just not search out to eat. So the drive to eat is very much a biological one. Some of us are more predisposed, whether it is genetically predisposed or through nurture experiences predisposed, but we have a stronger neural connection to seek out food when we have some kind of feeling. Whether it is a big emotion, whether it is a adult emotion, or maybe even just a decompression or even regulation. So what I mean by decompression or regulation is say you have just had a really busy day with work and we need to be able to bring ourselves down to baseline. If we don't have good skills to be able to do that through breathing, meditation, conversation, walking, we need some way to physically bring ourselves, decompress that emotional intensity. And so people have learned to turn to food for that. And like I said, that is very much of a spectrum. Most people have some of these food-seeking behaviors, but some people have stronger neural connections towards seeking out those particular rewards. And those people are the ones who have more emotional eating and emotional overeating tendencies. So let me just give you a few more examples of more emotional eating situations. So not every emotional eating situation happens because we are feeling negative or sad or overwhelmed. That's often what people think about when they think about the quote-unquote typical emotional eater. It's the person who is very, very, very overweight, who goes to a fast food place, buys like three meals, sits in their car, and they eat. That is one very extreme example of this, but really there are some other sneakier things that most people will do. So one really common one that I see is boredom. So many people are working from home now and working from home has so many benefits, but one of the things that that I am seeing with my clients is that sometimes working from home is very understimulating, <laughs> or people get bored and people have lots of access to their own kitchen and cabinet. So whenever you have those down periods or boredom periods, or maybe you are just, you really crave a bit of that stimulation that you used to get from the office, having conversations, being around people, now they don't have that. And so they find themselves going to their kitchen three times per hour or whatever, and just snacking, snacking, snacking. Boredom is one really common one these days. One other one is like stressful conversations with maybe your partner or somebody at work, or maybe your kids, and you just find that you've migrated to the kitchen and you are Are mindlessly eating, and that is to really help you feel better about whatever has just happened. The other one is lots of stimulation, maybe from work, where you come home every day and you just begin seeking a bit of what I talked about earlier, that decompression. So what are the steps that you should do if these are some of your tendencies or maybe you've noticed that that you've gained lots of weight and you really can't figure out why and you feel a little bit out of control around food here are just a few things you can do to help break the cycle to give you some freedom around food and eating so first is being more aware really it's non-judgmental awareness of what you're doing Whenever you are really engaging with food, just being aware of how you are eating. Does it feel frenzied? Does it feel calm? Do you feel like you have this this need, insatiable hunger that really never really gets quenched by what you're eating? First, really being aware of what is going on for you. Also, what are your tendencies? Do you find yourself in your pantry pretty much like clockwork every day at 3. Really getting aware about what your time triggers are, what your food triggers are, and then what other things could be quote unquote triggering the need to eat. And be very non-judgmental about this. When you notice that you have maybe began to emotionally eat, stop and just notice what is going on, don't berate yourself for finding yourself back in the same spot. This first step is really just noticing what your tendencies are so you can give yourself options. Next thing to do, step number two, is to become a consistent eater. This step is super, super important because we have biological needs as humans And so many of us have been in this dieting cycle where we don't eat or have to eat based on a timeline, eating plan, whatever. And so we have restricted what we're eating. So we're actually very hungry by the time we also have those triggering times. So by eating really consistently throughout the day, I would say breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and maybe even a planned snack, this will make it so when you have those periods of needing to eat something, you know that that, that is a emotional cue instead of a physical, biological hunger. Because it gets really, really hard to kind of go through the next step of pausing and noticing what is going on if you truly are hungry. So that leads us to step number three is to really pause and assess what is going on right now. So say three o'clock has come around and that is the time that that you start having those need to snack. So you find yourself in the pantry, Pause and just say, How hungry am I really? What am I needing right now? Do I really need to eat or do I just need to find something else to do? This is a period to, again, non judgmentally understand what could be prompting this desire. And next is soothe. Once you have maybe gotten some insight into this need to eat, so maybe. You have recognized that that you're not really hungry, you just need something right now. so ask yourself what would make me feel better right now? What would soothe me in this moment? How could I love myself better right now? Could it be sitting with the feeling? Could it be going for a walk? Could it be doing some push-ups to feel strong within your body? Could it be maybe having that food? to really intentionally eat so that you can feel what that feeling feels like and see if it actually gives you the desired effect that you're looking for. Or maybe you can find some other creative solution to that desire so that you don't continue that that pattern of eating when you feel not great, or you feel bored, or you feel overwhelmed. How can you find a different way to soothe that need? And the next is love and compassion. So I'm a firm believer in the fact that personal growth, and I do feel like the health journey is a journey of personal growth. Personal growth can only happen with a huge dose. Of self-love and compassion. Because when we have love and compassion for ourselves and what we're going through, this fosters a sense of trust and safety within ourselves. And this allows us to have more confidence moving forward. Self-compassion and self-love look very different for different people. But it could be something as simple as just talking to yourself in a kind way when you find yourself in situations that you are a little frustrated with. So maybe it's three o'clock and you have had three cookies or you find yourself in the pantry having chips. You can just say like, oh, okay. All right, Sally, (laughs) here you are again. What happened? I'm really sorry you're feeling overwhelmed, or really sorry you're feeling frustrated, or I'm really sorry you have found yourself again. Totally fine. We're going to do better next time. This is something you would say to your friend, you would say to your child, but we don't often talk to ourselves in that way. It's totally fine. We'll do better next time. I love you. And that sounds really, really cheesy. But the fact of the matter is, is we are in relationship with ourself. We need to begin the practice of being gentle with ourselves, cherishing ourselves, gently caring for our own feelings. And what would happen differently if we felt more cherished and more valued? Well, what do you do with something that you cherish and you value? You treat it in a way that is valuable. You treat it like something you cherish. And so over time, you will begin by default treating yourself, taking actions that will reflect this new value you feel in yourself. And that type of work that has to start with you and how you see yourself and what kind of relationship. You have with yourself. This takes work. It really takes work to notice our actions. And then it also takes more work to notice what has influenced that action, what unconscious thoughts and beliefs could be fueling the things that we do. So, for example, maybe you've had a difficult conversation with your partner this conversation leaves you feeling bad, frustrated, angry, sad, upset. Most of the time, I would say all the time, it's not really the conversation that makes you feel bad. It's what happened in that conversation, how that triggers or activates deep-seated beliefs or feelings that then prompt you to need to be soothed. So these feelings could be Deep seated beliefs about your own lack, maybe fears about vulnerability or abandonment. It's these unconscious beliefs, feelings, fears that really influence a lot of the actions or inactions that we take. So, really. How we engage with food, if this is one mechanism that we use to modify our feelings, this is just a coping mechanism. Food, overeating, dieting even, these are often just coping mechanisms that we have to help ourselves deal with some of these deeper-seated belief systems that we have or fears that we have. And this is the real work. This is the real work in gaining a deeper understanding of why we do what we do, what motivates us, why we want what we want. Why do we want to lose weight? Why do we want to stop eating? Why do we eat at times when we don't want to? And there are periods that, I have done this and I've had clients who tell me this, but they're eating and they honestly want to stop in that moment, but they they feel a compulsive need to do it. So really understand why we have those needs and what we're trying to cope with in that moment. And this is the work. This is the work that really will liberate you from this, sometimes overwhelming feeling to eat and every perfect diet in the world, every perfect eating plan will not fix this problem until you gain a deeper understanding of why you do what you do and why you want what you want. And this insight is truly what liberates us and gives us freedom, not just around food, but really in all aspects of your life. As they say, know thyself. (laughs) (laughs) So just to summarize the steps of freedom around emotional eating, first is awareness. Being aware of your tendencies around food, your tendencies to overeat, your tendencies to mindlessly eat, the times when you are triggered to overeat, the really just being aware of what you're doing. So keeping a food journal and being very non-judgmentally aware of when you do things that you don't really intend. Next is being really consistent about feeding your biological needs to eat. (laughs) Nourish your body And this could be as loose as just making sure you have breakfast, lunch, and a snack so so that by the time your typical trigger period happens, you know you're not biologically hungry, you're having an emotional need to eat. This could be as structured as knowing exactly what you're having for breakfast, lunch, snack so that you feel really contained and have some guardrails for yourself. Next is to assess what is going on with you. So pause before you eat something and say, how hungry am I? Why do I have this need to eat? Am I truly hungry or just wanting something? Then is soothing yourself, finding a way to maybe Fix that feeling with something other than food. Maybe it is becoming aware enough to know that right after work, you need to soothe yourself with going for a walk to dispel some of those feelings, or calling your friend, or journaling, or something to keep yourself from building up all of those big emotions so that you have more control over your reactions. So fourth step is soothing. Find some kind of soothing way to handle those feelings. And number five, and probably most importantly, is proceed with love and compassion for yourself. This is the place that so many people don't, especially in the dieting world or the health world, they don't, come at some of these principles from a foundation of love and compassion, and you have to have compassion for yourself, for where you've been, where you're going, and the actions that you have been taking so that you trust yourself. You You can begin trusting yourself, and you can begin building the confidence that you need to take action in a really loving and consistent way. So I could talk about this forever and it is such an important topic. And so I hope you have found it really, really helpful. And I hope you have found the steps really actionable. I would love to hear from you. So go to my Instagram and when I post about this, please let me know like what your thoughts are. How helpful is this? And what has been your experience with emotional eating? So I can't wait to hear from you. And as always, thank you so much for joining me today. I love our conversations and I wish you all the best health and happiness on your own pursuit of wholeness. I will see you next time.